Well, I guess you just have to be prepared to die. Well, what? Get off your cell phones. Pay attention. I just used to talk down and fly like a sucker. Impersonating me. Okay. All right. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Mindful Mayhem. I am your host, Cody Tucker. As always, be sure to like and subscribe. So, first episode since the uh, Super Bowl, aka my favorite holiday ever, besides Christmas, despite all the Jesus shit. <laughs> um. So. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams winning a Super Bowl. Suck it, St. Louis. <laughs> God, it's got to suck to be from fucking St. Louis right now. You had your team leave, and apparently, like, the fans in St. Louis got fucked from that. Like, I was reading something about the, um, like, season tickets. Like, people have the, whatever they call them, P PPLs? Is that what it is? Something like a license, like, whenever you own, like, a you own a seat or whatever and you know they pay like a fuckload of money for these seats like it is an insane amount of money that they're paying like for these like private whatever it is called like privately owned seats or some shit like that and uh yeah apparently they don't get shit from that like so they like they don't transfer over like nothing like it's all just lost money <laughs> which is fucking wild so your team leaves you lose all that money st louis now doesn't have shit like what is what teams are in st louis the blues which i mean st louis st louis is there a basketball team in st louis st louis no i don't think so and i don't even think there's a, not even a baseball team which baseball doesn't even fucking matter anyways um now that steroids are out r.i.p uh jeremy giambi but um yeah, like, so Rams moved from St. Louis to L.A., pick up old Maddie Stafford. His wife is an amazing person, unlike Patrick Mahomes and his fucking cunt wife and dickhead brother. Um, so then they win the Super Bowl, building a fucking dream squad. Like, they had fucking, uh, like, pick up, well, they already had Aaron Donald, who is... I mean, that is one of the scariest human beings that's ever lived. Fucking Jesus. Like, in that parade, which, if anyone hasn't seen it, go watch their celebration parade from, like, <laughs> or not that, it's not that really the parade. Well, they do the parade, and then they do, like, this, like, big, like, thing in the middle of the city where they do, like, a speech congratulating themselves or whatever. Matthew Stafford is fucking piss drunk during that. <laughs> he's wearing sunglasses, and he's like, Ugh. Uh, yeah, you know, it's nice to be here, man. Some Southern charm. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Oh, my God. They were all trashed. And then, like, Aaron Donald's got to shirt off fucking flexing. You're like, oh, my God. Like, 
So not only is this dude jacked, like basically like a Mr. Olympia fucking bodybuilder, like dude kind of basically looks like Lou Ferrigno, but can run like faster than 99% of human beings. I mean, fucking insane. So yeah, so win the Super Bowl, St. Louis, and then the people in St. Louis found out that Nelly has a really small dick. (laughs) Dude, that motherfucker. So like, how do you not... Because apparently he's on, like, what, Instagram Live getting his fucking little tiny dick sucked. Which is funny because, you know, it's funny the fucking double standard of that of, like, you know, if I, me, even as a fat person, if I make fun of Lizzo for being a fucking whale, then I'm some goddamn monster body shame or whatever. Nelly fucking accidentally puts a video of him getting his pecker sucked and everybody's attacking him like look at how small his dick is and which okay one if that's a small dick then i am fucked because <laughs> like i mean god damn like i mean i know that like you know depending on your race you're on like a different set of standards but i mean the bell curve is not uh not looking too good for me right now so god damn so my condolences to the people of St. Louis. Um, and Nelly knew what the fuck he was doing. How the fuck do you not know that you're putting a video of yourself getting your dick sucked on Instagram? Like, how? I mean, there's no way that that's really an accident. Especially when you have, like, all the comments, like, hey. <laughs> like people putting, like, eggplant emojis and shit under it. You're like, you would think he'd look down and go, oh, fuck. <laughs> I made a mistake. But, no. Apparently not. So, yeah, Super Bowl was fucking great. I came out on top pretty nicely. Uh, I don't get, I mean, the like money line was looking pretty good for the Bengals, surprisingly. I don't know how the fuck people thought the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. Like, Joe Burrows, I mean, yeah, he's like cool and all, dresses like he's on a fucking death row cover. Um, I mean, that dude, like, there's just no way. Like, he was going to be able to compete against that fucking defense. Against that Von Miller, Aaron Donald tag team. I mean, there's just not a chance in hell that he was that he was going to do shit in that game. Um, but it was, I mean, the game itself was actually not... I mean, it was pretty good. There was a lot of fuck-ups. The refs were, you know... I'll be honest, kind of gave it to the Rams. But, um... Really, the only thing that mattered for this Super Bowl was the halftime show. And boy, did it deliver. Uh, That was... I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Look, Prince is 100% probably my favorite artist of all time. Behind like him, Elton John, uh, and a couple other gay dudes. (laughs) Uh, Bowie. Um, So, I... I already have pretty high standards for the Super Bowl halftime show because I'm always comparing it to Prince. Because Prince had, hands down, the greatest halftime show of all time. He's playing Purple Rain while it's fucking raining. Even God said he had the greatest halftime show. God was like, oh, you're playing Purple Rain. I'm about to make it have a fucking torrential downpour while you're playing this song. Like, who, how in the fuck? So... Anyway, and then we had all these years of just horrible halftime shows. You had Lady Gaga and <laughs> fucking Katy Perry and a, who else was it? 
I mean, there's been Madonna. Madonna is actually not too bad. Um, Adam Levine, that one was weird as shit. Um, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, Bruno Mars, uh, uh, Coldplay. Which what the fuck? Um, yeah, it's just been just been a, a lot of shitty ones. Um, but then this one, like as soon as I saw the like lineup, whenever they announced, it, I was like, oh my god, this is going to be fucking incredible. Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Mary J. Blige. Okay, I'll be honest. Not too fucking excited about Mary J. Blige. And uh, I was proven right during her performance. Her performance was complete shit. Uh, I don't really... So maybe I don't know enough about uh, the culture. But I don't know why Mary J. Blige was there. I assume it's because Nate Dogg is dead. And Exhibit... I mean, how the fuck is Exhibit not in there? Yeah, 50 Cent in there, which was fucking awesome. And another double standard by Bush. Everybody's like, oh, look at 50 Cent. He's look at he's a fat ass now. He's a whole dollar. Like, all that bullshit. Like, again, you can't say shit about, you know, Lizzo being a fucking fat lard. But it's okay for everybody to make fun of 50 Cent. Who, I'll be honest, look pretty goddamn good. I mean, no homo, but 50 Cent fucking handsome ass dude and yeah like he wasn't even fat like i I don't know i mean anybody hanging upside down is gonna look fat you have everything pushing downwards to your face so yeah no shit i mean everybody everybody's gonna look fat if they're hanging upside down and god knows how long he was hanging upside down for probably a hot fucking minute probably the whole time he's here ding 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 he's just sitting there holy fuck anyways um but yeah and then whenever he goes you know right side up he looks like fucking 50 Cent. He looks, I mean, a little bigger, but he kind of looks more muscular than anything. And he's like fucking 50 almost. I mean, how the how good is he supposed to look right now? I'd say compared to probably 99% of people in their like late, how old is 50 Cent? Probably 45 to 50. Yeah, let's see your, your ass look like that whenever you're 45. Jesus Christ. Um, but it was amazing. Fucking amazing halftime show. Mary J. Blush did not need to be there. Um, but fucking hell, like, I mean, my white ass was crip walking all around my living room the entire time. Just, oh man, I was fucking feeling it. God, like, I just, you know, the halftime shows are just so stupid now, like, or have been for a long time. So it was nice to see one that was like, it was the best one of all time, for sure. I mean, I would have rather Eminem done a different song other than fucking Lose Yourself. Um, but then again, what song would he have been able to do? <laughs> fucking kill you? <laughs> uh, fucking Remember Me? That's what they should have had. Fucking Obi Trice and uh, who else was on that song? It was Obi Trice, right? It was Obi Trice and uh, what's his name from Onyx? God damn, Sticky Fingers. I had them come out. Remember me? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that was an amazing halftime show. Maybe the fucking NFL slash Pepsi will, you know, take a take some notice of this and realize that we don't want a bunch of bullshit. The weekend that was the last. God damn, that one was horrible. Like, understand that we want to see legends. 
Like, we want to see people who are legends. Whether It doesn't even matter the genre. I fucking hate, 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 hate country music with a goddamn passion. Uh, hate everything about it. Um, but if they had fucking Brooks and Dunn out there, which actually I think they have done a halftime show. Because I think when it was in Atlanta in, like, the 90s, they did, like, an all-country one with, like, the Judds and Clint Black and some other shit but anyway i mean if they had like look they got garth brooks out there and i would have been i would have been losing my shit like you need to have people who are legends like if anyone is even a relatively new artist they don't need to be out there they have not reached like a legend status i think 50 cent is the most recent artist who should be allowed to perform it and it wasn't even like his halftime show so the yeah, like Katy Perry, too new. Lady Gaga, too new. Like they're they're not legends. Like they're super famous. The Weeknd is somehow massively famous, even though he makes music for fucking people going through their first breakup and people that fucking cut themselves or something. I don't know. I shouldn't say that because I listen to fucking Smashing Pumpkins and Marilyn Manson, which is hardcore uh, self harm music. Anyways, that's not something. I, well, um, yeah. So, a great halftime show, pretty decent Super Bowl. I hedged out on my bets, and I'm pretty excited about that. So, uh, also, Winter Olympics has now wrapped up. Let me see. Okay, so I was watching it pretty fucking heavy for the beginning, and then realized that it's so fucking boring. Like, I, not everything. Like, I love watching curling. Because it seems like a sport that I would be good at. It's the only sport that I think I would be good at. In both Olympic. Um, Olympicses? That can't be right. Olympic, Olympicses? Either way, in both of the Olympic games. Uh, summer slash winter. The only one I think I would be really good at is curling. Um, I would say like table tennis. But then you watch these fucking Chinese kids just slam the shit out of that ball. Like, oh, well, never mind. Um, I mean, if they had like, like horseshoes or something as an Olympic sport, I'd probably make it, but curling seems like something that I could, I could really excel at just like, you know, just, and then, oh yeah, I think, uh, let me see. What was the Olympic count? 2022 winter Olympics got medal count. I think we did not do so hot. Yeah. So, we came in fourth with eight gold medals, 25 total. Number three, China with nine gold medals. Number two, Germany, 12 gold medals. And number one, Norway with 16. Okay, the reason why the Winter Olympics fucking sucks now, which I don't remember it always being like this. I remember being, like, really into it, is because the U.S., is dog shit in the Winter Olympics. I don't know how, like, half of our country is under snow. And yet, we somehow can't fucking compete with Norway, Germany, and China. Which China, you know, and then also, they gotta stop doing Olympics in fucking goddamn war zone countries. Like, it is, like, you see, like, the conditions, like, the athletes, like, dude, okay, one, these people will never make money doing this. Unless you're like Sean White or somebody that can get like crazy advertising, Michael Phelps or whoever, um, Simone Biles, like, I mean, when when it's not Olympic time, try to see how many Olympians 
the average person can name. Five, maybe, out of all the Olympics. I think there were 220-something athletes competing for the U.S. in the Winter Olympics this year. I can name three. Fucking Nathan Chen and then, well, some of the guys on the curling team. And Sean White. I don't know any of the other fucking people. Um, It was nice to see the Jamaican bobsled team. Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Get on up, it's bobsled time. Um, yeah, that was pretty fucking awesome to see. But otherwise, the Olympics were just, I mean, it's crazy. Like, you watch it, and you were most likely, even if you watch it, like, primetime, like, on NBC, you can sit there and watch it, and you will probably not see an American athlete the entire time you watch it for the whole fucking four-hour broadcast two times a day. You will probably see maybe one, actually probably one or two American athletes, and they're like only showing <laughs> the fucking sports that we should be caring about. Um, like it's that fucking bad. Which you know, I mean, I'm not like super pro America, except during the Olympics. Otherwise, fuck this place. Um, I, you know, but during the Olympics, it's you know Team USA. But it's just not good. And then I found like they're not. They didn't even use okay. So they have the Olympics in China, which I don't know much about the climate of China. I don't be honest, don't know really know much about any. I don't really know shit about shit. Um, so you look and like there's no snow anywhere except the little like ramps that they're using and stuff like that. So you're like, well, that's fucking weird. Like there's these mountains that they're showing that are just rocks, but then there's this like slope that has snow on it. You're like, well, where the fuck is that? Turns out they use fake snow, which I, and apparently have done that, like in the past, like in the Sochi Olympics, the last, what, were those, no, those weren't the last one Olympics, were they? No, 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 no. What were the last, Pyeongchang, the Pyeongchang Olympics, and then the Sochi Olympics before that, fake snow. It's like, how in the fuck, half of the world, it seems like, or maybe a good, like, what, Tropic of cancer that's the top line anything above that is covered in fucking snow so how in the hell are you having an olympics in the country where you have to use fake snow and i was like and so which is fucking wild how like crazy the the olympic committee is like they don't give a fuck about anything so the city that they're doing yeah which i can't i can't fucking say the name not even gonna fucking try to but it's like a city that's decently close to Beijing, which is a massive city, one of the biggest cities in the world. The water supply that goes to Beijing and that city goes through like this giant reservoir. They redirected that water into these like giant cannons. It was like 530,000 cubic meters. However the fuck, however much water that is. That seems like a lot of water. They redirected 530,000 cubic meters of water to these giant cannons to shoot up into the sky so that it would freeze by the time it hit the, you know, its height and then come down as snow. So it's snow, but not really because it isn't coming from like the clouds. Like it isn't naturally coming down. They're shooting water into the sky and letting it come down as snow over the areas that they're going to turn into, um, like into the, uh, slopes and everything. That's fucking ridiculous to me. And then, and so, yeah, so, like, then the city of, like, Beijing and the city where the Olympics are have, like, no water for the people who live there. Like, it is, I mean, the shit that they do to build the Olympics, and it's fucking crazy. Like, 
Because the same shit was happening in Sochi when you were like, oh, 20,000 people fucking died building these stadiums. And it's basically slave labor. And then the same thing happened in Rio uh, in the Summer Olympics in 2016 where people were like, oh, they would just say like, oh, we need like a, you know, whatever, 200,000 square feet for a um, like swimming thing. Uh We'll just level this whole city and turn it into the fucking compound. And if you live there, well, we'll give you like an hour's notice to get your shit out. But tough, you know, tough titty. That is in like that's fucking crazy that like we just apparently don't give a shit. Which I guess we did because like the president uh, didn't go like to the these Olympics. Because normally, like, you know, the leaders of those countries will go to like support, but uh, like ours didn't this year. It was like which. Fucking rightfully so. Fuck that place. Like, I mean, not fuck the people of China, because, you know, they don't have a choice but to live there. Fuck, like, the government of China that is, like, thinks it's okay to do shit like that. Um, but, you know, the opening ceremonies were pretty cool, so I guess it's worth it. <laughs> uh, which I think they're going to be, like, in Los Angeles next time for the Summer Olympics. And, and that's more of a fucking war zone than any of these places like goddamn, this it's gonna be sketchier doing it in fucking la than it is gonna be doing it in rio or uh beijing or any of that shit like you're gonna have to fucking they're gonna have to do the skateboarding like jumping over fucking tent communities and shit good lord yeah i don't look i love the olympics i love sports anyways just anything that's a competition um but, you know, we used to be on top. We are slowly dwindling down. But it's also because we don't ever have, like, professional athletes doing this shit anymore. Not the best ones, at least. Like, the hockey. Normally, one of the main things I like watching in the Winter Olympics is the hockey team. I didn't know any of these motherfuckers. And apparently, like, the NHL does, like, doesn't want people from the NHL going to the Olympics to play. It's fucking so ridiculous. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Fuck it. It's not like I have any fucking skin in the game. My Olympics uh, days are over. <laughs> if they had fucking whoever could eat the most goddamn buffalo wings in five minutes, if that was an Olympic sport, I'd be a goddamn probably five-time medalist. I'd have been in the Olympics whenever I was eight years old. <laughs> oh, Jesus, drinking a fucking Big Red with my wings. Yeah, well, oh well. But pretty interesting shit. Super Bowl was awesome. Olympics were not that awesome. What else has been going on in the fucking world? Let's see. I've been... So for some reason, I've been watching a lot of, like, kind of fucked up movies lately. Um, <laughs> I don't really know why, but I got into, like, a little kick where I was, like, watching these. Because like, I used to watch... Well, huh. So whenever I was a kid... I used to like, you know, internet, our internet was fucking horrible. So there was no looking up porn. I mean, and you get, you would take like 15 minutes just to pull up a picture and you know, that'd be about it. So it was, so what I would normally do and we didn't have like HBO or Cinemax or anything, we just get like the little free preview things every once in a while. And I'd watch like real sex thinking that I'm going to be seeing something that's going to make me want to, you know. Uh, and then you're just seeing people dressed up like dogs fucking each other. Somebody, you know, dressed up like a baby. You're like, what the fuck is this? Um, yeah. So 
so one day I was like watching a movie on IFC. I can't remember the movie. I think it was like Club Dread, like Broken Lizards, Club Dread. And like they showed titties and I was like, what the fuck? Like it took me a second. Like I had to think about it. Like, wait, hold on. Like this is just regular TV. Like how the fuck did they just show like nipples on this? And my whole fucking world changed. Because then it was like, oh, well, I don't have to wait, you know, every six months for HBO to have a free preview. And what I would normally do, holy shit, this is embarrassing. So I would, like, there'd be, like, the Cinemax free preview, and there'd be, like, a show like, uh, like what, what were they called? Like, Hotel Erotica or something, some bullshit, like, softcore stuff. I would record it and then go into the DVR settings and change the title <laughs> to something I knew my parents wouldn't give a fuck about so they wouldn't even try to watch it. <laughs> and so like it'd say like uh like what was i like tosh point oh or something something that i knew like they're not gonna be watching this shit that <laughs> i just you know use it to you know for old spanking time but um but then whenever i found out the ifc was like showing movies like completely uncensored i was like oh fuck this is amazing so then i would just look through every movie that was coming on like like on the guide and you know it'll tell you like why it's rated what it's rated so it'd be like rated r or nc-17 if it's nc-17 automatically recording it like yep yep nc-17 don't even matter why if it was rated r i'd be like okay why is it rated r and if there was an n so it'd be like l language v violence ac adult content if there was an n for nudity record record don't even know these movies don't give a fuck i'm just gonna watch them and wait for them to you know show nudity and then keep rewinding 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 watching rewinding watching rewinding watching um so i ended up finding out about a lot of fucking amazing movies by doing that because <laughs> they're actually like the movies are fucking great i mean granted i'm just watching to see nipples I ended up watching movies like Amores Peros, which is a fucking like one of my favorite movies still. Um, Ituma Montemien, which is great. A uh, lot of nudity in it, and the main chick I can't I always forget her name. She's fucking smoking. Uh, Dreamers, it's like this weird. I mean, they're all independent movies. Like IFC, Independent Film Channel. So I'd watch them, and it's like, you know, you say I'm watching it to see nudity, but then 15 minutes in, I'm like, God damn, this movie's amazing. And some of them are dark like fucked up and you know i had like a lot of nudity too but it'd just be like god i don't feel good about this like they show like kids like that movie kids and like gummo um like all these like harmony crim movies there was one that i remember watching as like a little kid so also preface i'm like 11 or 12 around this time maybe even like a little younger like uh, at the age where you jerk it but nothing comes out <laughs> like you <laughs> you get the feeling it's like what i imagine like if you don't have a prostate well no i don't know okay i'm not gonna go into this because i don't really know how anything fucking medically works so i'm just saying you get the sensation of you know the climax but nothing comes out actually it's a dream scenario because you get all the fun zero cleanup i kind of wish it was still that way um because i got a fucking couple pairs of socks and a t-shirt that uh could probably fucking crack in half right now so um i uh would watch these movies and 
yeah, end up seeing like all these amazing movies. But there was one that I remember watching as a kid and hadn't seen in a long time. And I was probably like about 10 or 11 called Bully. And if you have not seen this movie, it's on HBO Max. It's on HBO Max. Um, it has, um, what's fuck? Uh, Bijou Phillips, Rachel Miner, Brad Renfro. So Brad Renfro easily could have been one of the greatest actors of all time. Brad Renfro died of a heroin overdose when he was 28. Um, like right before Heath Ledger did. So nobody really gave a fuck about Brad Renfro, but he was like a child actor. He's in the movie called the client with, um, who's in that Tommy Lee Jones and Susan Sarandon, I think. Um, and then he was in like that Huck Finn movie with, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but he was in like a, yeah, he's in a lot of movies and mostly like independent movies. He's kind of like river Phoenix. Um, like very similar to river Phoenix, like started off doing like movies that were pretty big, but then was like, well, fuck that. I don't want to do movies like stand by me anymore. I'm going to do independent movies. River Phoenix did like my own private Idaho, which is another fucking awesome movie that used to show on IFC. Um, but anyways, so I remember seeing this movie bully whenever I was a kid and just not really getting it and just being like, Oh, it's fucking weird. And then I rewatched it. Fucking God. I've that movie made me feel so fucking uncomfortable because and the whole time I'm thinking I'm like it reminds me of like kids or gummo like these like harmony crim movies so these those movies which if you haven't seen those you should definitely see them um and it has like some of the same actors like leo something whatever his name is the one that he's in leo fitzpatrick who's also in kids um he's in bully but the story of bully is based on true story about this guy who's being bullied by like his childhood friend and Shadow Friend is a piece of shit. I forget the guy's name in real life, but he was in Terminator Rise of the Machines. He played John Connor. Um and he uh he's the the bully. And Brad Renfro is the kid who's like, you know, grew up with him, friends with him, who's getting bullied by him. And it's not like simple bullying. It's like Brad Renfro's a girlfriend, Rachel Minor, and they have sex, and then the guy comes in and is like, All right, get out of the way, my turn and fucks her. It's like wild shit. Rachel Miner also used to be married to Macaulay Culkin. Now has like really bad MS, so doesn't act anymore. But she was an amazing actor in the movie. Like very, um, like kind of sedated. But just like good. So anyway, she convinces him, Brad Renfro, her boyfriend, to kill the friend. So in real life, this that's how it happened. The girlfriend of the person being bullied convinces him, you know, we should kill him. So that you don't have to worry about them anymore. So they lure, so they get like a few of their, they get three or four of their friends. And this guy they know who's like kind of like into gang shit, um, like a criminal. And they're like, you know, how should we do it? How should we kill him? And so they lead him out to these swamps in Florida and fucking kill him. And then it's just all this crazy shit that happens afterwards. Uh, so the movie is fucking wild. And it has, uh, oh, it also has the guy. Who was in um, uh, Mean Girls? The, like kind of bigger dude, when it's like you go, Glenn Coco. <laughs> she doesn't even go here. So he's in. It's like it's just like all these people's first movies, except for like Brad Renfro. So I have this thing where like I like to read like trivia about movies whenever I watch a movie, um, and usually it's just interesting, like kind of. Like some of the stuff's just like interesting connections, interesting whatever. Like stories of how this person got cast versus, you know, who the original person was, all that kind of stuff. Bully 
<laughs> is not that is not um, like a fun read to read the trivia <laughs> shit about it. <laughs> so it's directed by this dude, Larry Clark, who is the guy who directed kids, Gummo, like all these movies that were written by Harmony Corinne. And Larry Clark is a fucking creep. So you can watch the movies and tell like the person who's making this. So Harmony Corinne is fucking strange as hell too. But Harmony Corinne was a kid when he wrote these movies. Like when he wrote kids, he was a fucking kid. He was like 16 or 17 when he wrote it. So it's not as weird for him to write movies about kids fucking each other or not kids, but teenagers fucking each other when you are also a teenager. Um, It's a little weirder when you're 50 and writing a movie about kids having sex with each other. Um, But Harmony Crane didn't direct the movies. He just wrote them. The guy who directed Larry Clark has said some fucking wild shit about the making of this movie. I'm going to read one of them real quick. So, uh, well, this is, okay, so the first one isn't one I'll read, but it's just one of the stories that was there. So, there's a girl in the movie who is 16 in the movie. Like, the actual actress is 16. Larry Clark said that the reason he wanted her to be in the movie is because she, this is a quote from him, had the most amazing breasts he had ever seen and wanted to capture them on video. I mean, that's weird as a director to say, even if she's 30. Like, even if you're talking about, like, you know, fucking, I don't know, like, uh, Angelina Jolie or something when she's, like, you know, in her late 20s, early 30s or something. It's already kind of weird to say that if you're a director. Be like, oh, she has the most amazing breasts and I want to capture them on video. That's a strange fucking thing to say. It's really, really fucking strange when that person is 16. So, and then, you know, that's in the movie. Like, there's a lot of weird sexual stuff with her. Um, and she was 16. So when you watch it and you're like, oh, she's hot, you're a fucking pedophile. <laughs> and uh, so that's that. When I saw that, I was like, and that's a direct quote. That's from an interview with him when he's talking about why he wanted her in the movie. So it's not like a made-up thing. Like, I saw the actual quote from him. Like, well, what the fuck, dude? So you have that happen. Then... Um, so the craziest thing to me is the Bijou Phillips shit. So Bijou Phillips, her dad is this guy named Papa John Phillips, who was the, one of the main singers of the mamas and the papas. People tend to know him more because he fucked his own daughter, Mackenzie Phillips, who was also an actor. Um, she was in like American graffiti and like a lot of Disney shit. Like whenever she was older, um, like double teamed. Which uh, is not about what you would think it'd be about. So <laughs> it's about like lesbian basketball players or something. I don't know. So, anyways, um, but yeah. So he had a incestuous relationship with his daughter Mackenzie when she was really little, like twelve to sixteen, around there. And they, he used to make her do drugs with her and then fuck her. Apparently, he did not do that to Bijou Phillips, but still got to be pretty fucked up growing up in that household. So Bijou Phillips kind of was the very, I mean, it's hard to even say this, the very trashy version of Paris Hilton for like the early 90s or like mid 90s. She um, was like a club girl and would be, and a model. So she would basically get paid to like go to clubs dressed in like certain clothing from like famous people would get photographed and now this clothing's famous and whatever. Um, but she's also a hardcore drug addict. And, um, 
Larry Clark talks about that, like, one of the reasons why he wanted her in the movie is because of the fact that she was already, like, really famous, kind of trashy, so it would fit her character. This is what Larry Clark had to say <laughs> about B.J. Phillips. Um, so, yeah, he was having difficulty acquiring funds for until he got B.J. Phillips. His quote, of all people, we got the go-ahead with Biju. She was like the Paris Hilton before Paris Hilton. She was a club kid who was 15 years old out there in all the clubs. 15 years old fucking everybody. Producers that I know, all men and shit, were fucking her. Everybody was fucking her, and I just found it disgusting, man. Uh, and the first time I met her, she came to me in this club and sat down next to me, put her arm around me, took my cigarette out of my mouth, and started smoking it. And she started talking to me, hugging me, and kind of feeling me up. She hadn't acted but that name because she was in the paper every day for being a club kid and doing nothing. That name got us the money to get financed. That is fucking disgusting. And that's like kind of the shit that was going on with like Larry Clark, B.J. Phillips, the making this movie. I mean, it's a bunch of fucking weird pedophilia. Like she's fucking all these producers. So like I, I would like to know who the fuck these people are too. And she's famous. So there's no, there's no like lying saying like, Oh, I'm 21 and you know, whatever. Like, Everybody knows who the fuck she is. She's a famous person who is famous as a 15-year-old and, according to Larry Clark, famous for fucking grown-ass men. Um, so, Bijou Phillips already kind of crazy. This is what... So, Bijou Phillips is a piece of shit. A massive fucking monster. Um, so, Daniel Franzese, who is the, the bigger dude um, from Mean Girls... So he's in the movie, and I'm, I mean, he's out, like, publicly, like, gay now, but was not then, because this movie was made in 2000, so, like, you know, I don't think a lot of people were coming out, even if it was, like, to some people, obvious. Um, so in 2018, Daniel Franzese revealed that Biju Phillips had been extremely cruel to him and subjected him to a lot of homophobic and fat-shaming bullying while they were on the set, saying that... Uh, she kept trying to goad him into admitting that he was gay years before he came out as such and that she laughed at his appearance when he removed his t-shirt at a pool party and had even twisted one of his nipples. He also said that the producers looked the other way and allowed her behavior to continue as she came from a famous family. However, Francisi did note that his co-stars Michael Pitt, Brad Renfro, and Nick Stahl all repeatedly and vocally stood up for him and called Phillips out on her behavior with Stahl trying to convince her to apologize. So, good on you, Nick Stahl, Brad Renfro, and uh, who else to say Michael Pitt? Um, fuck Biju Phillips. That's such a shitty thing to do just because you're some fucking little club kid. Um, and then you would think, okay, well... You know, she was young as shit at the time. Like, I, mean, I think she was 18 when they were making the movie. So, I mean, she's or 19 maybe. I mean, she's like young. So you think, and like times are a little different, whatever. So you would think she by now had, you know, maybe apologized or like kind of learned her lesson and become a good person. No. So B. Drew Phillips is married to a very famous person named Danny Masterson. Danny Masterson is famous for being Hyde on that 70s show. He's also famous for being a crazy fucking Scientologist, which is also Biju Phillips is, and for raping a lot of women who have all publicly accused him and not, you know, people want to like say that, oh, it's all bullshit or whatever, like with like the Cosby stuff because they waited so long or whatever. These women did not wait. 
Like, they were filing police reports when it happened. Nobody gave a fuck because the Church of Scientology apparently just, like, has the LAPD in their pocket and can kind of control whatever gets released, make sure that Danny Masterson is not getting in trouble. Um, but, no, this one is, like, legit. Danny Masterson raped a lot of people and is a fucking horrible person. But is married to Biju Phillips. Two peas in a fucking asshole pot. Biju Phillips, you would think, would just lay low on this. Just be like, eh, we'll let the fucking Church of Scientology, we'll let Tom Cruise take care of it. <laughs> we'll let him drop in like Mission Impossible. Dun, 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 and pull all the police reports. Um, no, instead, she privately and publicly shamed and shit on all of the women who accused Danny Masterson of raping him. Which I get a little, little, okay, yeah, you know, ride to die or whatever, or ride till death, whatever the fuck you're supposed to say, um, whatever the, the street lingo is. But, like, I get it like, you you know, was it, Tammy Wynette, stand by your man. Um, like, I get that. But stand, by, but stand by your man, just like like a senator's wife. Stand behind him and just, you know, like nod your head at what he says if he says something. You know, the standing by your man isn't like messaging these women, calling them whores and like all this shit. That is fucked up. <laughs> and that's B. Drew Phillips. So if you want to watch a movie that will make you feel really fucking uncomfortable, and especially now that you know some of this backstory, check out Bully on HBO Max. I think I might make this like a part of a weekly segment, like talking about movies that maybe a lot of people don't know about. But that are pretty interesting, kind of going into their backstory. I think I found a little niche here. Uh, instead of just talking about, you know, dumb shit that I usually talk about. Anyway, so I guess that'll wrap up today. Um, check out Bully on HBO Max. Fuck Larry Clark. Fuck B. Drew Phillips. <laughs>